Hey, Risto here with George Mason University. Uh, we are talking to Liam Classy. Uh, he's a co-chairperson of the Irish Primary Physical Education Association. Um, and on this podcast, we've had some prior episodes about different countries' curricula um, before, most notably the Australian curriculum with uh, Laura Alfrey. Um, that's episode 22, and that's our most downloaded episode to date. We also uh, talked to, to Obe about the Norwegian curriculum in episode 66, and uh, Dan with the Ontario Cana- uh, Canadian Physical Education Curriculum in episode 75. So uh, the people who listen to our podcast seem to be interested in curriculum from different areas of the world. Uh, so we're going to keep finding people who know them well to explain them on the pod- uh, podcast. So uh, here we go with a new episode of Playing with Research in Health and Physical Education. And so today we are discussing the Irish primary PE curriculum and more so what it will become and then a little bit about what it was before. Um, So personally I've been interested in physical education and how it works in other countries and contexts. So let's start with a bit of an introduction. Um, Liam, can you uh, give a brief background of yourself first so listeners kind of get where you're coming from in discussing the primary PE curriculum in Ireland? Yeah, hey Risto and just say thanks very much for the invite to come on today and to speak about um, primary PE in Ireland. So just a little bit of a background on myself. So I am a primary school teacher. Um, I suppose during my undergraduate, I would have specialized in the area of PE. Um, In Ireland, it's generalist um, teachers at primary level, but I had an opportunity to specialize in the area of PE, and I suppose that kind of spawned my interest in it. And from that, I suppose, um, I taught for a number of years before going back and doing some post-grad study. did my PhD in the area of primary PE and after that I kind of split my time between teaching in school and also doing a little bit of teaching in university and moving on uh, and then to work in full-time in professional development okay. uh, in the area of primary PE um, and as, as, as you mentioned earlier I'm currently the co-chair of the Irish Primary PE Association so just again to give a little background on us we're a vo- voluntary organization and I suppose we're there to help I suppose kind of inform uh, primary teachers in Ireland about, you know, research um, like like this podcast, you know, um, mm-hmm. resources that are out there um, and support them through um, workshops, conferences, and also, I suppose, to advocate for, like hopefully what we'll do today for, you know, positive changes uh, in the curriculum in the area of primary PE. Right. And so just to make sure, who is responsible for teaching primary PE in Ireland? Is it the classroom teacher or is it a licensed uh, teacher for physical education? Yeah, so in Ireland, all primary education is delivered by a generalist teacher. So it's the one teacher who delivers, I think there's 11 subjects on the primary curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it is a generalist teacher as part of, we'll say, your uh, teacher education. You do receive um, uh, modules in the area of physical education. So I think on average in Ireland, I think it's about 40 to 50 hours in, we'll say, PE would be what you would get um, uh, in your undergrad. And obviously then there is opportunities for professional development available outside of that. So, yeah, in Ireland, it is generalist teachers who are delivering uh, PE at primary level. Okay. And then can you kind of give an overview? What is the curriculum like now for primary PE in Ireland? Yeah, so at the moment we're working off the 1999 curriculum, which is actually, uh, as you can see, it's quite old. And I think it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest in Europe. Um, so that is what we're working off at the moment. Um, 
it's, I suppose, again, to give the background, primary schools in Ireland are from about age five to age 12. And I suppose what it looks like is it's organised at the moment primarily by content areas. So there's six what we call strands. So there's games, there's dance, there's gymnastics, there's athletics, there's outdoor adventure activities uh, and there's aquatics. And I suppose within each of those strands, then they're broken down a little bit further um, into what we call strand units. So, for example, say if we had athletics within athletics, then you'll have things like running, jumping, throwing. And then underneath that, there'll be a number of objectives for, let's say, what the child uh, should be able to do at different ages throughout their primary school um, journey. So, say, if you're sticking with the running one, maybe, you know, what does it run continuously for? whatever, 30 seconds or a minute in the younger ages. And as they progress at that time, um, grows grows more. So it is primarily organized by those content areas, those strands. But also, I suppose there's a number of principles that I suppose are intended to be um, used throughout the curriculum as well. Um, you know, maximum participation, a focus on enjoyment, um, a balance between competitive, non-competitive activities. Um, some of these principles, I suppose, that are intended to go across all of the content areas. And I suppose as well to say that at the moment, there's currently a 60 minute time allocation for uh, physical education each week. So it is mandated that all uh, Irish primary school children should be getting a minimum of 60 minutes physical education a week. And that 60 minutes, currently speaking, is... Mm. Uh, you can do it in one day or you could do it, you know, a few minutes every day or how that's not mandated, right? Yeah, no, it's not mandated. So it just says you need 60 minutes a week. Um, so I suppose a lot of what we would see would be maybe two 30 minute slots. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's one 60 minute slot. Um, and I suppose, unfortunately, there is some kind of research saying that we're not quite hitting that figure. Um, mm -hmm. In all in all cases, um, I think there was um, a study done there recently. I think it was uh, or, or a little bit back, and it was saying there was an average of like forty six minutes was what was working out for a lot of children. Um, and even I think there was another study saying that you know one in five were getting less than thirty minutes a week. So I suppose while it's down as a minimum of sixty minutes a week, in reality it might necessarily be there in all instances. Now, of course, there's lots of schools that are doing above and beyond that, but there does seem that there are some that are not even meeting that minimum requirement at the moment. Yeah. And I think that there are other countries that have a similar model in the sense that generalist teachers are teaching primary PE. Um, and I know certain states in the US, for instance, California allows that, but they also do have some um, you know, physical education teachers in there. So my question to you mm -hmm. is who who monitors that 60 minutes? Is there any kind of, is it just like a self-report or are there audits or anything or, you know, what happens to the schools that are only getting on average 46 minutes? Yeah, I suppose um, at the moment, the monitoring is with the Department of Education, the inspectorate. Um, so they will go around to schools and do, um, they might do, we'll say a whole school inspection where they're looking more generally across the school and they might identify a couple of areas or they could identify a subject inspection and say, we're looking at physical education within the school. Mm -hmm. Now, again, 
that doesn't happen to every school every year. You know, it could be a few years in between inspections. And within that as well, when they're coming in, I suppose they're just seeing a snapshot on that particular day. Um, and they're maybe looking at their records or their planning records. So I think it's quite hard to, uh, I suppose, monitor or to identify, you know, who has been doing the exact amount of minutes of, let's say, each of the curricular areas. Because as we mentioned earlier, there are like 11 subjects on the primary school curriculum. And I suppose that is something that has been highlighted with the 99 curriculum in terms of curriculum overload, that it is very hard. There's not enough minutes in the day to find time for everything. So unfortunately, maybe PE has been one that has missed out, uh, maybe with a bit of an emphasis on things like literacy and numeracy in recent years. But hopefully, you know, that's something that the tide is turning. You know, we're seeing how important it is. Um, But I suppose there isn't any let's say um you know i suppose way of exactly knowing i would say exactly how many schools are are meeting that 60 minutes yeah it is interesting there's you know worlds apart but so close in you know what's happening in in the u.s as well so Mm. uh, so what are the teachers and uh students experiences within the current curriculum as it stands yeah, so <clears throat> I suppose that, like, you know, there are lots of good things happening. There are lots of good experiences, but also there are lots of things that could be worked on um, as we're kind of looking ahead towards, you know, the redevelopment of this curriculum. So I suppose one thing would be, yeah, so the reports of not getting the full time allocation would mm-hmm. be one thing. And then I suppose another big thing coming out would be, I suppose, a dominance of games as a particular strand that is one of six areas within the curriculum, but it seems that there is an overemphasis on that. And I think, as you mentioned, that's something that we see in other educational systems as well, um, in terms of physical education. So that games-dominated curriculum, you know, is good for right. some children, but not for all children, um, you know. Um, so I suppose the intention of the 99 curriculum is that you get a broad and balanced um, in terms of across the six areas. Now, again, there could be some criticism of that in that, I suppose, how much depth can you get into in any one area if you've only got maybe four to six weeks, if you're equally dividing across the year. So there are, of course, you know, those issues with that kind of that multi, I suppose, multi-sport or multi-skills approach to a, a primary curriculum. So that that is a, a challenge in itself, too. And I suppose also maybe even there can be a bit of a reliance on maybe a direct teaching approach, um, you know, in that, you know, it's uh, teacher led a lot. And I suppose there is a lot of research out there about other approaches, you know, um, different curriculum models, different things like that who have been shown to be really positive in terms of, you know, students engagement with physical education. Mm -hmm. So I suppose that would be something again that uh, I suppose seems to be um, common is that kind of, you know, that that direct approach. And I suppose then as well, there are issues in terms of teachers' competence with certain areas in particular of the curriculum. So things like gymnastics and dance seem to have a lower um, uptake perhaps than other, we'll say, content areas identified in the curriculum. Um, and again, with sometimes teachers identifying, you know, not feeling confident in those areas. And I suppose maybe teaching more to the areas that they are more confident in right now again that's kind of like you were saying you know is there any monitoring or there now there are things like we have the active school flag um initiative which is a great initiative which um kind of they 
look to identify schools that are delivering that broad and balanced curriculum covering all their areas you know they receive a, a reward or a, a flag i suppose that they can fly out their school to show you know what that we are um, an active school we're delivering a quality PE program so there are initiatives there to i suppose try and support schools um to go towards to, uh, you know making sure that they are covering the full curriculum but uh, it is something that i think a lot of schools and teachers can find uh, a bit challenging right and i and we'll get to the redevelopment in a little bit but have there been a lot of development uh, developments in primary pe in ireland in the recent years i mean you you did talk about the 1990 curriculum being old so have there been developments in there yeah, there definitely has been um, lots of good stuff going on uh, in the meantime. So I suppose in some ways, maybe practice in some areas has gone past the, the 99 curriculum and in other areas it hasn't actually fully, uh, as we said, I suppose, implemented it. But things like, you know, um, even within the teacher education in Ireland, I mentioned that I, did, I had an opportunity to specialize briefly in the area of PE. Um, as part of my generalist uh, primary teaching degree. So I would have done maybe one module, but there has been changes in the last, I think, maybe three, four years where there is additional time now in teacher education for um, students to choose an area to specialize in. So you will have students now coming out if they choose PE as their major specialism with a lot more expertise and having spent a lot more time um, thinking about and I suppose preparing for um, and engaging with physical education. So I think that cohort of teachers is quite positive and we're seeing that those teachers are having a positive effect um, in, in schools in terms of, you know, their own teaching, but also supporting their colleagues um, within, within the school. And I suppose also there has been a really big um, focus on physical literacy in the last number of years. So there's been a national program of professional development um, in the area of physical literacy. Um, where I think every school in Ireland has nearly engaged with it at this stage, or they've been invited to engage with it. Um, and within that, the, initially there has been a big focus on the development of fundamental movement skills. Um, and as we're currently speaking, that is extending out to other areas of physical literacy over the current school year. Um, I know they're looking at motivation and confidence um, uh, uh, in the year ahead. So I suppose there are you know, positives in that there is professional development, particularly in the last number of years, coming on stream at a national level. I suppose ourselves as an organization, the Irish Primary P Association, we would be involved in, we have an annual conference, we provide workshops, um, and also I suppose we would have been there in the development of communities of practice. So there is um, support there for teachers, obviously. We, we hope it's going to be extended and enhanced um, as we go ahead. So, but there are, um, you know, there has been some positive stuff um, going on, I suppose, since uh, the 99 curriculum. Right. And so speaking of this kind of moving towards the redevelopment part. So as I understand in our conversations, one of the reasons I, you know, why I wanted to have you on here is that mm. the whole primary curriculum is now officially being redeveloped. So uh, what's the process for this and what what's happened so far? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting in that I suppose it's not just um, the PE area uh, that's being redeveloped. So it's the whole primary, so age five to 12, it's kind of like, oh, blank page. Well, what, what do we want this to look like um, in Ireland? And I suppose it's being done in the kind of a staged approach. So at the moment, um, the area of languages, so Irish and English, 
they've been addressed first um, and that's currently ongoing at the moment in terms of a new curriculum uh, and professional development for teachers in that area. Maths is the next one that is going to be addressed and then after that the rest of the curriculum. So I suppose that is where we're kind of looking at um, the area of P coming on that and I suppose it's been done through a variety of um, consultations involving teachers and um, stakeholders maybe like ourselves the IPPA uh, experts, you know, um, uh, different schools as well. Um, so they have sought, I suppose, input in terms of, you know, what what would we like on a curriculum? And I suppose the first things they looked at were um, structure. So, for example, at the moment in primary schools in Ireland, we have specific subjects. So we have things like we call it physical education, as we know. We have, um, you know, we have um, science, we have history, we have geography, we have specific um, subjects. Whereas in the, I suppose, early years settings in Ireland, they've moved to more thematic approach. And again, this is something that was proposed should uh, our primary move to a more thematic approach. So rather than having a specific physical education subject and perhaps a SPHE, we call it social personal health education subject. Will there be a, a thematic area of health and well-being where they will combine and come under one area? So this was kind of a big debate and discussion about do we want those kind of, you know, uh, defined subjects or do we want a kind of a more thematic approach? So that, that was a really interesting um, debate that's ongoing and conversation around that. Um, and I suppose the other big area that they've kind of looked at in terms of consultation so far is is time, like we mentioned earlier, Risto. So, and you kind of asked the question, you kind of, so should time be allocated on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, um, a daily basis? Should there be autonomy for schools to decide how much time they want to give to certain areas or do they need to have meet a specific minimum amount so these are all kind of things that have been, I suppose, debated and talked about. And also another one is, I suppose, even the area of like when I was describing our existing curriculum, we've kind of got quite defined in terms of this is what I need to achieve. This is what I need to do. And um, there's maybe talk of moving towards more like learner outcomes that are more broader and I suppose offer more localized autonomy for schools to identify how they want to achieve that or what elements of that are important that they want to look at yeah. so i suppose that debate around you know the need for a clear progression and know where i'm going but also the need to give teachers autonomy so again that is, is something that is being debated at the moment yeah. and not easy questions you know mm -hmm. there's definitely I, I could only imagine how many different camps they have schools of thought of different people really advocating for one thing and other people advocating for exactly the opposite um, mm, absolutely. So this thematic approach, do you would you see that as a problem for physical education or as a benefit? Because I'm like, I'm kind of torn of mm. one way. It could be really good. You end up making physical education holistic with social and personal health, and you might actually gain more access to students and teach a broader curriculum. Whereas I could also see it slipping then and being, oh, this is social personal health time. It's not, you know, physical activity, physical education, skills development. And then that might mm -hmm. be set off to the side and you might just have more classroom time. So where do you, where do you stand on that? If even yeah, as a I, I, personal, I, not maybe even as a 
co-chairperson, however you want to uh, say mm. that. Yeah, I suppose no. We did. We did even look at that as an organization, and we. Uh, I think you kind of brought up most uh, most of the kind of discussion points we had around that. In that, you know, I think it could be fantastic. Uh, in that, if it's done well, it makes sense. You know, children don't see the barriers between young children between different subject areas. I think you know having a holistic approach would work really, really well. But it, there is an inherent, I suppose, I don't want to say danger, but a challenge in that. Like you said, could there be a slight dilution or loss maybe of what we would understand as physical education in that it's something that we have seen a little bit in Ireland in that sometimes when we're talking about well-being, there's so many different definitions of what well-being is that initially you mightn't necessarily jump to think of physical well-being. A lot of people's first thought might be my mental well-being or my social well-being or whatever it might be. So I suppose there is a challenge in that. I suppose our kind of position was that if we are moving towards a kind of a more holistic approach, so we'll say a, a theme of, of health and well-being, if that's the way that it is going, I suppose we're feeling that there should be a specific time allocation within that for our physical well-being or physical education or whatever we want to call it or what we would know as physical education. But I suppose that there is some kind of ring fence time for that so that maybe we're not completely reliant on to so say if a teacher has a particular preference to doing you know other aspects outside of we'll say that are maybe classroom based or whatever it might be that they can't say well I've covered all my health and well-being time we spent extra time this month on our nutrition or whatever it might be which is all vital and really important too but just to, I suppose, ensure that it's not to the detriment of looking after our physical well-being and our physical education and our learning in that area. So I suppose it's striking a balance between the two. And I, I don't know, it's maybe it's something in, in in future podcasts. I know I think Scotland have gone to that um, kind of health and well-being seems to be kind of a holistic one there. So it'd be interesting to hear uh, maybe their perspectives on how they're finding it as well. Yeah. So Scotland, if you're listening reach out to me. Yeah, we'll you're you next. Yeah. You're next. I, I I think so, yeah. I think that is something, their curriculum for excellence, they've gone through maybe a curriculum change in the last number of years, and I've heard that that is something that I suppose has maybe arisen a little bit uh, in, in their their setting. Great. So let's talk about some minute requirements, and, you know, you, you all put out um, uh, a position statement or some some – things that you want that I, I got a hold of. So what would you like to see in this redeveloped Irish primary P curriculum? Yeah, so I suppose the first thing was like that is, the, like you said, is the minutes. So at the moment we have only 60 minutes a week. And again, not every child is even getting that 60 minutes, unfortunately. Again, that's quite low really when you compare to, I think there was a UNESCO study done, the global average uh, of minutes is, was 103 minutes per week. Uh, and there was another study looked at European average being 112 minutes per week. So we're really lagging behind with 60 minutes a week. And it's mm -hmm. very hard to achieve a quality physical education program, I would say, in 60 minutes a week. Yeah. Um, so, again, we are calling for 150 minutes, which would hopefully lead itself to, excuse me, to daily physical education. Mm -hmm. So, again, whatever way you divide that, whether that's 30 minutes a day 
or you know 350 minutes or whatever it might be i think that would be a big support uh to the children of ireland in terms of their physical education uh, and you know and we all know there are so many benefits to physical education so i think that time allocation but also i think we think it's important that it is a weekly time allocation in that again that discussion around you know what um is it a monthly um was was mentioned should we go monthly or whatever it might be i suppose we felt that weekly is important in that you know you're setting up children for behaviors for life and that you're showing them you know what it's important that we're active uh, as part of our daily routine as part of our daily life and maybe that it's not something we do you know what maybe there you could say envisage a school where we'll say okay we have to get to 150 minutes um or whatever this month or whatever it might be let's have two or three big sports days and then we don't have to worry about it till next month so not saying that schools would do that but i suppose you know it's the message yeah i suppose it's the message of you know what this is something that's of daily importance and something that we need to have in our everyday life and even just in terms of your progression and your development if you're thinking about motor skills, if you're thinking about other areas, if I'm not touching something for two or three weeks and if I'm coming back to that, it's very hard for me to progress and develop, um, you know, even to remember where I was at with that previously. So I think that idea of the 150 minutes a week and that it's a week would be a powerful thing that, that would be beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There are there are so many uh, connections that I see with different different countries already. I mean, for Shape America, um, you know, they in primary they call for 150 minutes. Now mm-hmm. we're a little different because states control the actual time. So certain mm-hmm. states don't have time limits, and other states do. And certain states have really pushed to make sure that that time limit is in there to hold them accountable. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know the the way that your teach education system works is very similar to. Finland in the sense of that specialist model. So you're a generalist teacher for primary school, but then you have the opportunity in certain programs to specialize in mm-hmm. in physical education. And I would think that those teachers who have that specialization in PE would be way more on board for, you know, pulling off this redevelopment model that, that you talk about. So. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think even as well, like if we did go to a case where we're going to a bigger time allocation, and I suppose when you're looking at that in the, in the context of your week as a generalist teacher, if you're seeing that, you know what, there's a much bigger percentage of time now on physical education, we're hoping that that raise, I suppose, of the status will, I suppose, be helpful for the students, yes, but also help for the teachers, I suppose, to know that, like, you know what, this is a, a, a key or a core element of what I'm doing, you know, this is just as important as my my English or my my languages or my numeracy or you know what, this is something that is really valuable for our students. And I suppose by having that core status, I suppose we're hopeful that, you know, um, the teachers will take it upon themselves then maybe those who don't feel as confident to, to maybe, you know, that there will be professional development provided to support teachers with that as well, that it's not just, you know what, here's a hundred and 50 minutes a week now off you go because you know that's going to be that would be extremely difficult maybe for a teacher who doesn't feel very confident with 60 minutes as it is already um so but i think that raising of status would i think maybe hopefully start the snowball effect um you know and that would lead to to something positive um over time 
And that's part of what you do in your current position is to go around in different schools and provide that professional development and, and support for generals teachers to learn how to properly teach physical education. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I suppose as an organization, we're there, we're trying to, to support teachers. Um, and like that, it's not mandated. It's it's voluntary um, at the moment, you know. Um, and again, I thought that can be a good thing, too. And, you know, when something sometimes something is mandated, it can change the dynamic. But um, uh, there has to be a time when, you know, you need to make that big push. But uh, again, it, there is supports out there currently. But I suppose hopefully if there was an increased time allocation, we would see a bigger uptake and, you know, it would ultimately lead to more positive um, outcomes. And I suppose it would hopefully leave more scope to look at the actual content of what's on the curriculum too. Because um, I suppose there's a few things we feel that would be beneficial to, to look at um, and to maybe move on from well, what we've had on our 99 site as well. Right. So... Are there uh, are there anything is there anything that we missed on the on the curriculum anything that you wanted to add? Yeah, so I suppose even just like that, so that um, when we talked about uh, the, the existing curriculum, as I said, lots of good things in it, um, but there is a I suppose um, a big focus uh, on we'll say I would say physical or the kind of psychomotor domain. Um, so I think that perhaps in f any future redevelopment that it would be important that we would look at not just physical side, but we would look at, you know, the effective domain. We would look at cognitive um, side of it as well, that there are lots of things that we can learn from physical education that are not just about um, performing physical skills. So I think reflecting that in whatever iteration of the curriculum will be important, I suppose, in our existing curriculum. And a lot of the objectives at the start of the curriculum, there is a really nice balanced approach. It talks about things that are much more than physical. But when we get down to the nitty gritty of, we'll say, the strands and strands units there, a lot of them are the majority are very much focused on physical skills. Mm -hmm. So I think um, if we could look at having that, you know, and I think that, uh, that, that will be positive in terms of, the challenges that we face and that other countries face in terms of you know what having a focus on things like games or you know a kind of a sport focus within PE I would say that you know what PE and sport can be in PE and sport and PE are uh, connected but PE is more than just about sport and you know um, we've seen that from many of your um, guests as well you know when we're looking at different areas I, I think that it's important that we kind of get that message across and even, I suppose, how we teach PE um, as, as much as the content. So, like we mentioned earlier, maybe there's a focus on the direct teaching, but looking at maybe a, using a variety of instructional approaches. So, things like, you know, different curriculum models, sport education, teaching games for understanding, cooperative learning. You know, there's lots in there um, and there's lots of research out there now about how, you know, these are uh, very beneficial approaches. Um, so I think there is definitely huge scope to integrate um, some of these approaches. I'm not, not not saying that, you know what, that we need to have, everyone needs to do sport education this year, everyone needs to do cooperative learning, but maybe there are elements of them that we could use, um, you know what, that over the course of my eight years in primary school, have they had a chance to experience a couple of different um, instructional models? And I think that that would be very powerful uh, for, I suppose, those students maybe who don't identify as, you know, particularly, you know, maybe for, for whom PE is not hitting the mark at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Is there a timeline for for this to happen? Has have they made an announcement on when when do you think they're actually going to get to that physical education part and the redevelopment? Yeah, so I think in the come in the coming few months in 2020, there's going to be um, a kind of a report put out um, based on. So there was a national consultation on kind of the last parts we mentioned about the time and structure, and they did a draft report on that. I think the next stage now will go into a bit more depth on okay, well, this is what we're thinking it might look like. And I suppose there'll be a consultation on that. So I suppose in practice, it's likely that it'll be, I would say, two, three years before uh, maybe teachers on the ground are starting to engage with um, a new curriculum. But I think, you know what, it's fantastic that there is this opportunity um, to advocate for, I suppose, you know, every subject area will have their, their, their um, you know, if want to put in their, their voice for it. But I think... You know, it's a great chance for physical education to have a much higher status and, uh, you know, that will have a really positive effect, hopefully, in the long run. Because I suppose there's a lot of statistics showing that this is something that we need to, to enhance and improve in Ireland. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're trying to do it right, which is which is great to hear that they're, you know, making sure that they're asking the stakeholders to to chime in and and figure out how to do this correctly and i mean even their you know preliminary position statement or things that you want hey i feel like it's it's aligned so um yeah no definitely i think like i think anything like the you know if it's for teachers it has to involve teachers you know they have to be mm-hmm. there and to participate in it now again uh, how much participation level there has been on the ground would be interesting to see because you know this is coming this is going to affect your day-to-day so we would be encouraging like you know any teachers out there who are listening or we even had support from the European Physical Education Association you know what when we were putting in our submissions so again I suppose it's just um, trying to to get the word out there and to get as much support uh, as we can to promote the value of physical education and then in the next iteration of the Irish primary curriculum yeah Liam thank you so much for your time uh, I, I feel like that was a great insight into you know what you what you have currently and what where you're going for um, do you have uh, any social media or anything that you can uh, plug here so if people want to follow you or find some more information absolutely yeah so I suppose just for our organization we have our website www.irishprimarype.com so I'd encourage anyone to to get on and have a look at that we've got some nice members resources if you'd be interested in joining us it's 10 euro for the year um also we're on social media at Irish Primary P and myself um you can get me at at uh, Liam underscore class APE so yeah thanks again very much for the opportunity Risto and I think this is a great slot to to learn from other countries see what they're doing so um, definitely yeah keep it up and look forward to hearing the the next uh, country's story awesome and and i think you're on the right track there for 10 euros a year for membership costs so i'll uh try to pitch it in the u.s and see how uh how that flies i'm not thinking that it's going to be very positive but i think 10 euros <laughs> a year is a steal so uh thank you so much um you so for your listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at the HPE Podcast and me at Risto Martinen. Uh, we do have a website coming out uh, at the HPEWebsite.com. Um, and that's all we have for you on this one. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Liam. <laughs>